Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor Live. Thanks, Ethan. Thanks, Leif. I am Alex Toledo, your floor plan for tonight as I sub in for the main host. I've got Brady Hawk. I've got Eternal. Thanks to you guys for pushing through and being here. Life has an excuse. He's been up like damn near. He was up for almost 24 hours. So, you know, he, he has an excused absence. Ethan, not so much. Thank you guys for everybody that's live for tuning in live at 1230 in the morning Eastern time. If you are on Eastern time, if you're not, shout out to you anyways. And for those listening later on in, on the podcast feed, YouTube replay, we appreciate you too. We're going to get into the 114-102 win for the Heat tonight on the road. Just missing Jimmy. Missing others, which we'll get into later uh, Later on in the injury report. Depleted and playing a bunch of dudes that don't really play. Just pulled out a win, and it never really got out of their control. And you know how hard it's been historically to win in Golden State. We know that they're not at their best right now either. They're having a tough season. But a win that you're going to take regardless, you know, considering the circumstances. And um, we're going to get to some of that. But first, I want to be, I want to do the right thing here and just kind of play the role, you know, be the point guard who gets things moving and try not to do too much. So we're going to get to the Rock Esports Center Gamer of the Night. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. All right. So, Brady, I'll go to you. Who do you think was the the gamer of the night tonight? So we had conversations about giving uh, multiple gamers of the night. But I'll start with Jamal Kane. I feel like he has to be the first guy we talk about in in terms of – you know, Tyler Hero had the most points, so we could constantly, because it feels like most nights he's going to have the most points. But in terms of pure impact, like, Kane was everywhere, like, on both ends. Like, it started with the defensive end, having a tough assignment, uh, whether it was on ball, off ball, at the top of a zone. He was just absolutely hounding, pressing, just doing all of that stuff. Uh, but we've known he can do that. Like, that's something we we know he could do. That's why they play him in those spots. But the stuff we saw offensively was stuff that stuck out to me. It was like hitting spot of threes. It was driving off the dribble. It was uh, sliding off ball and making plays there. It was like he, he was just always felt like he was in the right spot on that baseline and on these off ball cuts. 
And the biggest thing was he was so active on those offensive boards, which is something he's always been good at. Like he is a magnet down there. Like he finds a way to get his hand uh, in the place somehow. And that goes for both sides of the court. But so I just thought he kind of was a big, big proponent of that. But I will throw in another guy because I feel like there, there's there's some other guys that need to be mentioned. And they need to be grouped together. Uh, and shout out Ethan, even though he wasn't here, he said to kind of go in this direction. So I'll just we have to go in that direction. Nikola Jovic and RJ Hampton. Can we just can we just loop all three of those guys together into the into being uh, the gamers of the night? Because Nikola Jovic came in tough role to be in, being the ninth man, not knowing if you're going to play, ends up ends up playing not only playing within a system, but being the system in in his lineups where he's running the actions, where he's coming down the court as the literal point guard, where he's setting up. I, I was saying this on playback earlier. It's like when Miami's with their usual point guard, Kyle Lowry, he's usually the guy that's maybe running a pick and roll, but usually off the ball there. He's not playing the point guard where they're just running actions uh, on the other side of the court and like making him set it up. That's what they did with Jovic though. Like they made sure because they know what his strengths are is to have the ball in his hands. And they were making sure he was the setup man to get everything going. I thought he played really well in the break. Uh, it was plays late in the game where he was just, he put, put the ball on the floor one time and got into a finger roll. Like the, the stuff he was doing, I thought he held up defensively for most of the night. I thought he did a good job there. Uh, and RJ Hampton, I'll just quickly say, I just thought, you know, coming out the gate, having, to, having not playing and then having to guard Steph Curry immediately and, and and making Curry struggle because he was a part of that. He was a big reason why that why he got up to that start. I think he started 0 of 3, and it was with when Hampton was guarding him to start that game. Uh, so he played really well. I thought he had some, some important attacks and drives where he got in the paint, made some reads. Uh, just kind of made some plays in the, in those ranges. So to play, come into a game, start out a, a tough road trip and have your three young guys kind of really be the proponents of a win. It, it stands out and they, and they deserve the credit. hundred percent. And I'm glad we're talking about all these guys. Eternal, I'm going to go to you next. Cause I know mm. you're going to be more than happy to talk about some of these guys. So I'm going to set you up, but yeah, hundred percent got to shout these guys out tonight. Just, Again, three guys who are not in the regular rotation right. uh, with Hampton, Kane, and Jovic, and they come in and give you immediate contributions against a good team. Even if you think the Warriors are not like necessarily the Warriors anymore, winning on the road in you know in Golden State is still tough, man. To be able to hold Steph to three of fifteen from the field, Steph and Clay combined seven of twenty-six from the field. That is not easy, man. No matter what you think of them in their current state. Um, you got to give them a lot of credit for being able to do that without Jimmy, without Caleb, without Josh. Like that's that's a whole lot of wing depth right there. Um, and just how hard things used to be for them when they would be missing multiple guys. Everything used to feel like a grind in the regular season. It did not feel like that tonight. And mm -hmm. you look at the like the Warriors half court offensive rating, overall offensive rating, bad. The Heat, good. Right. I'm not even gonna get into the numbers. I'm just making it as simple as possible. Not like right. overwhelmingly good, but good. About 65th percentile for both half court and um, overall offensive rating and about 25th percentile for the Warriors. So, I mean, they just simply outplayed them on both ends of the court, stuck to the game plan. And then the guys were fighting, man. Like all these guys were not in the user rotation. We're just giving you so much energy, man. Those guys, it's not like, you know, the, the regular guys who can go through the motions throughout a, a long season. These guys are hungry to play and hungry to show out in these limited minutes like this is their time to shine these games are always fun because i do think 
like those guys play their ass off and that energy is a refreshing change of pace in the season sometimes. Yeah. yeah shout out to Hampton. Shout out to, you know, Hampton, uh, three of six from the field, three assists. Um, Jamal Kane, 18.6 rebounds. Jovic, 11, three and three with a steal and a block. Like they're really putting up stats, man. And I know like, I'm not one to bring out like just the, you know, the regular, regular counting stats. <laughs> uh, when, I'm, when I do the podcast, but just like that's what you want to see from them. You just want to see them be productive and play their game. We talked about this on Playback Live, which if you haven't checked it out, playback.tv slash five horsemen or download the app. It's free. Don't need cable to hang out with us and watch the game. Always a great time um, interacting with everybody. But we talked about it like they just need to be productive and play into the things that they're good at. And I think we saw a little bit of that from all these guys from Hampton getting to the rim and just kind of, I mean, it was a little bit up and down at first, but he, he, mm-hmm. he, I think he, you know, stabilized there. Jovic, man, what he's doing and just play, when he plays his game and isn't pigeonholed into a, like a, a stretch big role, I think that's where you really see him unlocked. And, um, and yeah, Jamal Cain, man, just doing Jamal Cain things. He just shows up everywhere. He's like, he, he shows up on the boards. He shows up on defense. A lot of zone stuff tonight. Shout out to those guys. Eternal, um, quickly before I get to the play of the night, what did you think about the way those guys play tonight? I just think that, you know, when we talk about these guys, whether on playback or you guys talk about them on the pod, uh, you know, RJ Hampton and Jamal and Jovic, during the times that they had gotten in during the season, you can kind of see them being more so focused on not making mistakes and not really um, letting their instincts play out as they play the game. And so I think that tonight was a really, really, really uh, great opportunity for them to play with their instincts, to play with their skills, um, to mix in what they've learned in practice, what they've gone over. We talked about it on playback, um, me and Brady, like, you know, having those one-on-one moments with Jimmy and with the other veterans um, for Jamal and for Jovic and for RJ Hampton and being able to kind of utilize that stuff in game and like watching, um, you know, Jamal chase around Steph and Clay and being able to be active and, you know, kind of disrupt some things and even Jovic, um, showed some really good things on, on wing defense tonight. Um, you know, so, you know, just shout out to their, their work and hard work and, um, determination and just being able to have a chance to show that tonight. Um, great points by you. And just another thing I noticed, um, shout out to cleaning the glass. I always use them, um, throughout games to check out what's going on and kind of where the heat are taking their shots from, among other things. They took, I feel like just about the amount of shots they usually get up at the rim tonight with 21. Mm. And that's without Jimmy Butler, without Caleb, who's another guy who gives them rim pressure. It's pretty impressive, man. On the road again in Golden State, I, I'm impressed by it. And I, Jovic has to do with that too. I thought he did a, a steady job just keeping the offense moving, doing stuff. I mean, him and Hawkins are both doing stuff in transition, semi-transition. And I, I that's the exact type of stuff you want to see when guys are out. It's not just, oh, I can, you know, you can scale up the three-point attempts, which is fine every now and then. But I don't necessarily think this team has to do that when guys are out. I think they have enough guys now with this roster where they can keep the ball moving and and, and just doing it off of, you know, getting into the paint, right? Like, I, I think they have enough there, and they kind of showed that tonight. However, you know, most of their shots are still in the mid-range uh, when you just look at, like, the majority. 46, uh, excuse me, uh, 42% of their shots tonight were in the mid-range. The Heat know how to just play their game, man. Like, they didn't necessarily shoot it extremely well from three tonight. They get up just, like, the, the a right amount. And sometimes, like, they've been great at it this year. They've been one of the yeah. best 
three-point shooting teams. But when it's not falling, even without Jimmy, even on the road, you have enough offense that can be created from the other guys. And I think that's what you really feel good about this season is the the offensive stuff. And so um, shout-out to Rock Esports Center. Um, I should have said that earlier in the beginning of this segment. The only big gaming lounge in Miami is where the tournaments are held. This is where all the gamers go to play. Um, you can play all day for $25, if I remember correctly. If you say, if you um, mention five reasons or just say 5RSN, you will get a discount. They have all, I mean, the gaming equipment you need. If you're a gamer, you go to them. It's really that simple. They've got food, drinks, snacks, and the watch parties and 2K tournaments there have been really fun. Watch out for the next one in January. So shout out to Rock Esports Center. Moving on now to the Insurance by Lynette. Of the and night. now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or insurancebylynette.com. That's insurancebylynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. All right, so shout out to Lynette. She's always one of our most faithful viewers on playback and active in the Discord, active on YouTube. Insurancebylynette.com, that is where you need to go. So again, A Aggressive Insurance, big shout out to her. Um, so let's get now to the play of the night. There was uh, some different candidates, I think. There was some fun plays tonight. There was some Rucker Park basketball going on at times throughout this game. Guys with fun moves. Um, I'm going to set you up this time, Eternal. What do you? What, what's your play of the night? It's got to be Point Jaime, man, coming down the court off of a miss, um, really pushing the pace, and like Brady said, and being able to, to throw that just ridiculous pass through the legs to Jamal Kane and for the finish. So to me, I feel like that's the play of the night. I'm with you, man. I'm I'm with you. I, that that Jaime pass, I didn't realize till afterwards. It was kind of a nutmeg, man. It might have been yeah. unintentional. He might not have meant to do that. Maybe he did. I don't know. We're not there to ask him tonight. But um, it was a nutmeg, man. And he did it from far. It was a just a great pass. And it stood out to us in the moment. Uh, Brady, what do you think about that play, and also just your general takeaways from tonight? Yeah, I think watching Jaime on the break is just always so fun, to be honest. Just because, uh, for number one, usually when he's on the break, he's always looking to score. Like he is not one of those guys that's looking. Like Jovic is the most unselfish uh, fast break guy. Like he's an also a fast break threat, but he's always looking to try to make a play. Where Jaime is just putting his head down looking to see which guy he's going to put his shoulder into before he finishes over the top of you. Uh, so watching that play where he notices he has somebody trailing or, or he's kind of trailing a teammate and makes that pass is kind of important. Uh, but I continue to think, like, even a night tonight where I felt like he made a couple mistakes offensively, like there were a couple turnovers where I was like, okay, that was a mistake, that was a mistake. He still never seems out of sorts. Like nothing really throws him – uh, out of his game he's still going to get to his same moves like even I, I say it every single game this season he's literally always going to do the same play where he, he puts his uh his shoulder down and then he does a spin and then he goes and throws another pump fake possibly or he'll straight up just go and bank it in off the off the right side like he does it the same time same drop step there's nothing you can really do about it like he's just the one thing I, I think we need to talk about more with him because we're always talking about his skill his touch uh his footwork 
but like I don't think we talk enough about his physicality and strength. Like yeah. that's what catches people off guard. And I said this on, on the last podcast we did, and I said it on playback is like the one difference between Jimmy and Jaime against in those spots is that Jimmy looks for switches. He looks think for th- make things easier where he can bully somebody and find an advantage, and then all of a sudden they're helping, and that creates offense. Jaime's just gonna go at you. Like it doesn't matter who is there. Like there was a possession where to start the game, Kavon Looney was on his back and he's putting his hand up in the post, like calling for it. Like he is yeah. just wants the ball in any spot and he knows that he uh, is going to use his strength to his advantage. So that's just a, a funny thing to note uh, because that's why he's able to play through contact. That's why he's able to, to play in that range so well. And you're going to basically see, I think as time goes on, you know, him start to get a little bit more respect and get to the line a little more, but he's still getting to the line more than I even thought. Like, I didn't even think he'd be getting the respect that he is, but it's because he's legitimately getting fouled because he's running into people and he's taking contact, doing all that stuff. So, and then there's the part of this with Jaime's game where I feel like every game I watch the same three go in where he gets a kick out and hits a spot up three late in the game. That's just like a dagger. And yep. then the defense kind of looking around like, wait, he could do that too. He, yep. he could, he could shoot too. And, and he can hit the, the spot up three. And it's like, he's just a handful to like deal the with. last card to play right when you're it guarding is. him it's like he's killed you all night doing all these other things mostly inside the arc it's like let's right. help off of him one time nope <laughs> that's exactly what it is they start dipping off and then they he kind of just reads that and takes the shot and he knocks it down and it's like he's just gonna play he just it's like a it's it's almost like a football game and a quarterback just going through his reads like that's what it feels like and he gets to that part of the game where he kind of notices what he has uh and he makes a play for it so I just thought he had a really good, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to the point where, what did he have tonight? 17, five and six is this becoming, you know, it's an okay game. Nothing crazy. Like that, that's <laughs> right. where we're at with him. That's where we're at. Like, it's like, uh, that's the kind of basketball he's playing right now. So we're going to keep track of it, keep watching, but I feel like we've seen this game from him so many times this season. And that's, that's not, you know, a, a, a thing we thought we'd be saying before the season. 100%. Um, and shout out everybody, by the way, who's tuned in right now. I just looked at the number 277 people tuned in live right now at damn near one in the morning on the Easter time. I mean, I got to assume like the majority That's of you are, are here in the same time zone as me. And if you're not, again, shout out to shout out to all of you. I did not expect us to have this many people watching at this time. Um, and yeah, I agree with everything you were saying about hockey, man. Like the, there's the blend of skill and size as a rookie i mean it's just unheard of obviously he's a much older rookie than other guys but like if he's so ready made dude like this just does not happen with middle of the uh, like middle of the first round guys again a team that was just in the finals and who all summer we talked about like they have kind of like the rotation set he forced his way in there and there's a certain like forcefulness that he plays with too that just mixes with the skill, with the size. It's like, how do you guard this? And I think some of it has to do with, like, you know, I saw LaMarcus Aldridge the other day. I forgot what podcast he was on. Was it Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes? I think it was. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he didn't really have a lot of moves. He just he, – he would try to go middle, and then when, when they denied middle – when uh, when they denied the middle for him, he would go to his fadeaway. And then I heard Bam talk about it, like, a day later on the podcast that he was on with Haslam and Mike Miller, which uh, – shout out to them. And I just think, like, it, it reminds me now, it, I'm reminded of that when, when you guys are talking about Hawkins here, because it's like, it's not that he had, he's, he's pulling off a million different moves. The reason we talk about him having this bag and, and this variety of ways to score is because he's doing it on ball. He's doing it off ball. 
but like he has his set moves like you're talking about Brady and he just kind of plays out of it and I think that what varies is like the timing of it right like when he decides to attack when he decides to you know do that change of pace stuff where he's playing slow and then immediately just switches into you know the the forcefulness attacking the rim relentlessly like it's very, he's getting guys up in the air on a nightly basis finishing through them in contact whether it's a, a bigger guy smaller guy the stuff he's doing is absolutely not normal man and it's just i feel like we talk about hackers every single pod now but it's hard not to man like this is just not normal this yeah. is not normal. for as much as the heat have hit on picks with tyler and bam recently this i mean this has just been insane man like I was all for playing him and him playing immediately. I was sw- fully, fully swayed in the preseason after he had stood out every other time before. But, like, every time you think he's done, there's more, man. There's more. And, like, even tonight, like, you know, he had the 31 last game, and tonight it wasn't as big of a scoring night, but he's giving you the the, the playmaking, too, the six assists. Like, and, again, he has his turnovers here and there, but he, he's he's doing everything. And he's become, like, your fourth or fifth best player in a matter of – a month or so it's ridiculous yeah. it's crazy yeah so um i'm gonna get to you next eternal but i just want to get keep the show moving I, I went on for too long there, just going on about about jaime i'm gonna go to you next here but just to quickly get through this right here um and again shout out to insurance by the net.com go check that out next We've got the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney. Born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now, the injury report. All right. So shout out to Eric Rubenstein. Go to ericrubenstein.com. I know I say shout out a lot. Um, you know, reading the ads and doing the ad reads is not my strength. I'm just here trying to fill in for the main guys. So bear with me here. But, and I got the injury report right here. So tonight, no Jimmy, no Kyle, no Caleb Martin, um, no Drew Smith, no Orlando Robinson. No Josh Richardson. That um, and again, just the fact that they were able to pull through without all of these guys, man, and doing it in the fashion they did it, where it was just kind of never in doubt. And I know that, like, you don't always feel that way as a fan, right? And completely understandably so. Like, you always think that run is coming, but like after you know, after the game is over, just looking back on it, it never really came. Like they just kind of they once they took control, it never really lost it. And I think. That's just something that you can't take for granted as a Heat fan, especially in nights like this where you're so depleted on the road. It's incredibly impressive. Eternal, since I didn't get to go to you last time, um, general takeaways, and uh, you can include the Hawkeye stuff as well because he's obviously a big part of it. Shout out to Bam and Tyler for their contributions too. I feel like we should probably mention their two best available players. We haven't mentioned them all night because we just kind of were used to the contributions they gave you. They both played well. And... um, both did just about enough to get them this win. But Eternal, I'm going to let you close the show. What were your general takeaways from tonight? Man, I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm just – I didn't know that Kevin Love only played 12 minutes and 52 seconds. And, you know, he was able to give you 8.7 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, you know, 2 or 5 shooting, 1 one or 3 from uh, 3. But 
you know, he was very, very efficient on the floor as far as his impact. Um, had a crucial rebound while, you know, Golden State was making a run. Um, but, you know, you, you've been getting some really great impact from Kevin Love this season. It wasn't a great night from Duncan, but still Brady still had, uh, you know, a lot of gravity that was drawing. Um, some of the plays that were running for him, like, you know, he was still, you know, drawing attention. And I just think, um, you know, my general takeaway would just be like, we're no longer surprised what we're seeing from Jaime Hawkins. You know, like he came out very, very strong in their third quarter, um, as Brady said on Twitter, um, you know, just set the tone for Miami and, and allowed them to kind of, you know, um, take the baton from him, you know, with Tyler and Bam and being able to keep things running. Um, you know, Miami did a really, really great job in the second half of just being able to keep Golden State at arm's length um, while they were making a run and, you know, kind of kept them at bay. And so I just think uh, we talked about it on on playback. Make sure you guys come join us on playback. But we talked about how great of this is as a start for them um, on a five-game road trip and, you know, being able to um, build off of this win as they go into the, the other games. But just also, like, how guys can bond after a win like this, you know. So especially young guys getting, you know, some minutes. So just general takeaway, man, great game by all all involved. Agree. Agree, man. I think, I mean, again, not to hammer home the same points, just really impressive night uh, overall. And just a funny thing here that I noticed, not that, you know, I, I feel any differently, but. The Warriors got eight different guys in, in uh, double figures tonight, and it was almost nine because Chris Paul was one point away. So that's just a random thing that I feel like is so rare that I just noticed, and I'm like, wow. Usually that um, leads to a win, doesn't it? <laughs> Too bad for the Warriors. But uh... <laughs> well, you know, one more thing, though, Alex, though, I, want, yeah, I, want, right. I wanted to mention it. Miami, guys, they only made 10 threes out of 31 shots. And so they were getting inside the paint with intention. Yep. Um, in their second half, uh, before the before halftime, they had taken 27 mid-range shots. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, what else they did, but you know, considering that they were getting paint touches from Jaime, from Jamal, from Jovic, and you know, um, even Duncan got in the paint a couple of times, and just yep. that being able to kind of collapse the defense just shows, man, they they scored 114 points and only hit 10 threes. That's impressive. Yeah, and um, speaking of um what they were shooting at halftime versus the end of the game. They only had seven shots at the rim at halftime and finished with, I believe, 21, I said earlier. So good for them. Like, they, they, I think they stepped up that, that you know, rim pressure and just getting into the paint a little bit more in the second half. And, yeah, that was definitely one of my bigger takeaways. It's just, you know, they can depend on – they have d- different things they can rely on to get the offense moving now. They don't have to spam certain guys and try to have, like, your better offensive players carry things. And I like that about them. I think this team is built to be able to kind of handle that. We're like, you know, um, it's easier said than done to get a lot of people involved in ball movement and player movement. And I still think they can definitely get better at it. Sometimes they rely to, I mean, the guys who are not involved in like the three-man actions maybe stay a little bit too stagnant um, for my liking. But in general, I think like they're a good ball movement, player movement team. Mm-hmm. And playing into that and guys are just taking turns, attacking the paint and moving the ball. I think that's when they're at their best personally. And they're much better suited for that this season. I just think, like, this team is showing you flashes of what they can be in the playoffs. And my take has been for a while now, not that I was the first to this, because Ethan was was maybe the first to this, but I think they have a better playoff roster 
like assuredly so than last season. No hate whatsoever towards Gabe and Max. Those guys were huge for them over the past couple of seasons. But if you're talking about Gabe and Max versus revitalized Duncan, Jaime Jaquez, and Tyler, hopefully, right? A healthy Tyler in the playoffs. Oh, man. Like, I just think this team is looking a lot more dynamic on the offensive side of the ball. So um, that's that's for another time, though. We've got plenty of podcasts before the playoffs come here. I just like thinking about that type of stuff. And um, honestly, I just still can't believe, <clears throat> excuse me, the amount of people in here, 338 people right now. What <laughs> you guys? No, thank you for real, though, for, for, for tuning in at this point. Some real basketball junkies tuning in at this time, man. We, we appreciate all of you guys. Um, Absolutely. Before I close the show, thank you, Brady. Thank you, Eternal. I've gone on for too long here. I'm not good at playing this role yet. Um, I want to shout out, of course, all our sponsors, A Aggressive Insurance, EricRubenstein.com, and I should say InsuranceByLanette.com, as well as the Rocky Sports Center. Not only that, I want to uh, quickly signal here to check out our Discord server if you haven't yet. It's $2.99 a month if you do it via desktop or Android. If you do it via iPhone, um, if Apple is going to take an extra dollar for you, it won't go to us. So don't do it through iPhone. Um, just, you know, do it online or do an Android. Anyways, we're giving just a ton of content on there. Uh, we're giving you a lot of stats. Ethan and Leif giving you insight and the, the information they're hearing. Brady giving you uh, his observations and elite basketball opinions, interactive chats with the other fans involved with us, all different types of chats for all different types of subjects. Not to go on for too long about it, but look, the this, the link is going to be in the description of the podcast, um, and it, I believe is in the description for this live show. Before I'm pretty sure I added it before this started, so go check that out. Like I said earlier, go check us out on Game Nights for Playback TV slash Five RSN or the app. And yeah, um, of course, check out other Five on the Floor episodes if you haven't yet. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I promise you, Ethan and Leif will be back, and you won't have to go through too much of this. Uh, I found out last minute that I was hosting, so thank you for bearing with me here. And thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.